people think. Feel. It is like a finger pointing away to the moon. Don't concentrate on the finger or you will miss all that heavenly glory. Hey! You're part of it! Welcome to Who Sign Is It Anyway podcast, the podcast by two sisters, and I'm Deborah, and I'm Mia, and we're welcoming you into our bi-monthly conversations all about the moon. And this episode, we're going to be talking all about the Capricorn full moon that's coming on June 24th, 2021 at 2.40 p.m. At three degrees of Capricorn. The moon will be at three degrees of Capricorn while the sun is sitting at three degrees of Cancer. So happy solstice, happy cancer season, um, as now we are, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, ushering ourselves into official summer time. Yeah, so happy cancer season to all the cancer babies out there. Oh, yes. Um, also, we'll leave it in the show notes if you want, if you are a cancer son, um, if you use code cancer, uh, booking a reading at com, you get 10% off as a little birthday gift. And if you want to get... Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, no, sorry. I'm like looking at my desk and I have my Palm Aries candle. So our lovely Deborah did a collaboration with Palm Candles and they made like a Zodiac collection. Yeah. So if you love candles and you love this podcast, you should pick one up and we'll leave it in the description, the candle Instagram, so you can go check it out and purchase from there. Um, But we'll also probably be posting about it on our Instagram. I know we did a stories if you missed it, but yeah. Yeah. My friend makes her own candles. She hand pours them. She only uses essential oils. They're super clean. And so I definitely wanted to help her out with this. So I did the little write-up so you get a little description of what your zodiac sign is all about. Yeah. All right. So now we're getting into it. So we're going to be talking about the Capricorn full moon. So then we'll break down exactly what full moon energy is and what an opposition is. Then we'll give you a brief background on cancer energy because we do have to talk about it to highlight the Capricorn that's going to be happening. So then we're going to be getting into Capricorn energy, how the moon in Capricorn feels, the major aspects of this full moon, and then letting you know what house this full moon is going to be hitting you in your chart. And of course, we're going to be finishing it off with a little tarot read for y'all. So full moon energy. Well, Bring. firstly, can I just say goodbye eclipses? Like now yeah. we're officially out of eclipse season. Of this eclipse is season. a regular regular full moon. Well, yeah. You know. <laughs> as regular degular as they get i suppose yeah um yeah so this is a full moon and you know what no no i don't like to talk down on any astrological things so not thank goodness it's not for an eclipse but full moons are already i personally feel like a lot to deal with because mm-hmm. it just involves so much reflecting i know you say that every time but i truly think for me that that's the essence of full moon time is just taking a moment to reflect on this past cycle or um like past period of your time or the past month 
and see what changes need to be made. And sometimes that reflection and those decisions can be difficult, but they're also super liberating and empowering. So that's why this time is so important in doing that. Yeah. Like you said, it's like a time for reassessing because it's the peak of this, of the moon cycle, right? It starts with the new moon. The um, full moon here is at the peak. So I think it highlights everything that's Mm -hmm. already been happening and kind of gives you a little bit more insight on the direction. So a lot of times it's like, okay, how do I redirect? How, what do I need to release? What is working? What is not working? Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes like Mia was saying, it could be difficult to either come to terms with that or sometimes those realizations are so eye-opening so heart opening Mm -hmm. so those are could be difficult to process but yeah it's a time to reflect it's a time also to harvest Mm -hmm. i always like to point out that as much as it's about releasing it's also about like what have you cultivated you know giving yourself a pat on the back yeah it definitely is that because it is this halfway point it's not like you're just tossing all this hard work and everything that you've been working on since the new moon to the side and be like okay you know it's it's not a fresh start in that sense which i don't i don't think we've given the impression of a fresh start but Mm -hmm. like it's not just releasing everything it's taking inventory and knowing what's staying as well so that's where that reflection comes in of course that comes with releasing and that's the hard part but it's really great to practice gratitude during this time and by practice gratitude i mean that in more than just gratitude existing but like maybe making like a little list or just even in your own head but really just taking time to be like Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for X, Y, and Z of what you're keeping in your life or what has been successful up until this point. Uh, Because it really is about the congratulation as well. It's just sometimes I can get a little bit overpowered by the stress of releasing. But definitely take this time to practice gratitude and to um, reflect on the positive as well because it's definitely going to be lit up and shown as well Mm -hmm. yeah the sky is illuminated the sun the moon is lit up so it's here to show you things so that's full moon energy and so technically astronomically a full moon happens when there is a sun opposition to the moon so the sun and the moon are 180 degrees apart from each other exactly so like we mentioned the moon's gonna be at three degrees of capricorn and the sun is at three degrees of cancer so there is this they're an opposite sign so that can either it's not the most comfortable aspect but i'm gonna say it again i love an opposition (laughs) yeah she does um because they teach us so much the lessons and the journey of learning it are not the easiest um but the integration of the two that just gives you so much more power instead of like being able to master one side of it you're actually being called to really master the two Mm -hmm. so it is a great strength um it's about when there's these oppositions and when it's sun and moon it's specifically uh full moon um but it can happen with other planets and it's about integrating those energies how do you actually use both instead of polarizing the two mm-hmm. and like swinging it to one side overcompensating with another side finding yes that balance but it's more of a merger yeah integration yeah. exactly yeah so that's an opposition And so that's why now we're going to briefly talk about the cancer energy because the sun is in cancer. So while we're talking about the Capricorn full moon, we need to give you that background of what the cancer sun is doing that you really need to be integrating with this moon. 
Yeah, and also I feel like a great practice while you're listening to this podcast. I know, I feel like I always give everyone homework and I'm like I the last. I love it. No, it's so ironic because I'm the last person who would like listen to someone telling me to do something like this. Well, I but... also think that you're speaking to yourself. You're like, you give yourself ideas. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, hmm, yeah, you should think you should do this. So this is just, <laughs> you know, do this with me. I'm not assigning anything. It's just join like me that. in this. So we're going to talk about briefly cancer energy and then get into Capricorn energy. Um, and, you know, we always do like the high vibe low vibe so it's very easy in the way that we structure the podcast to see them as polarizing things and i challenge you to see where they overlap actually kind of like create this venn diagram in your head um i'm clapping (laughs) yeah yes yeah because i mean we're gonna obviously do our best to show you where they overlap but in just the way we're trying to lay it out to give you all the basics it might not always come off that way so i feel like during our full moon episodes maybe that could be your little challenge in your head be like okay what's overlapping and that'll feel like make this energy easy for you to approach or just not even easier but just something that you can be prepared for you're like okay i know how to make this something that works together rather than something that's fighting each other mia i love that i think for like either of our instagrams like that's something we could get into because that is really the message of what we try to express and show you all on like the full moon episodes right because we do firmly believe in that not isolate yeah yeah So this brief cancer energy, basic rundown is cancer is a cardinal water sign. Its ruler is the moon. Um, So that comes with, I just feel like right off the bat, anything you know about the moon that we've talked about on this podcast of being um, like your emotional center and just like your inner self desires, wants, needs Mm -hmm. that really comes through with cancer. And that's why they're such a comfort sign in the sense that they love their you know, they're close they're people. They're nurturers. Essence yeah. of what they are is nurturing others. Um, but the part that people really forget, I feel like, is nurturing themselves. Yeah. The need to. The need to. For, and that's why one of the stereotypes, we'll get into it now, I guess, of cancer is that they're such homebodies. Mm-hmm. And it's because that's, you know, where it's really wherever they feel the most safe and comfortable is where they're going to be a lot. But this idea of a homebody is like, yeah, because in the home where they have their, not even necessarily routine, but access to everything they need that they know they're going to need to make them feel warm and fuzzy and safe and comfortable is available to them. Mm -hmm. And same thing with people. They really like to be around those people. You know, I don't want to say constantly, but they do like to be around the people that they love and give them that comfort frequently for sure. And specifically friends and family that are like friends. Um, or friend, oh, family and friends that are like family to them. Mm-hmm. Um, if you sign up for my newsletter, so ushering you all into cancer season, I was talking about cancer energy. And I think so because cancer is wears almost our heart on the sleeve, they can be very vulnerable, but they only feel safe enough to do that with people that are very close with them. So mm-hmm. that's why they always like cancer season. Uh, well, cancer rules like your family, like your lineage, your mother, um, your home. And it also can be friends that are like family. And there's mm-hmm. this distinction because like 
Aquarius could also be about friends. You know, they're all about like their groups and all that. But the difference between Cancer and Aquarius is that Aquarius is very widespread. It's super cash, you know, like it Mm -hmm. just like chats it up and like can bring anybody in a circle because they also don't leave themselves very vulnerable. They don't have as much of the capacity where Cancer, it's like, I will give you my whole heart, everything that I have, but they only can do that obviously with people that are very close with them. So it's a lot more intimate, Mm -hmm. a lot more exclusive than like Aquarius with their friends so and that's like their shell you know Mm -hmm. cancer is the crab and they are protective over themselves and their people Mm -hmm. um but they're just like if you're in that circle like that's a tight circle so just know that and you're like set you know Mm -hmm. if once a cancer loves you like that you're good All right, so that is brief. Obviously, for the Cancer New Moon that's going to be coming up in two weeks, we'll get into more details of Cancer. But that's to give you background because now we're going to be jumping into Capricorn energy. Yes, so Capricorn is a cardinal earth sign and its ruler is Saturn. So... Deborah and I were talking before trying to list off some things with Capricorn and the first bunch was a lot of things about how Capricorn energy interacts with the world kind of so we were saying like they're very goal oriented which like I attributed also to being cardinal like they're very long-term goal oriented specifically so they're really good at coming up with like that for mm-hmm. lack of a better example but like a business plan like something that's going to play out in years to come that's they got a vision yeah they power through they don't let like little obstacles get in their way you know there's no better example to me like we were talking about the crab with cancer mm-hmm. like and that's a great anime for cancer but for my favorite one is Capricorn with the goat, you know, mm-hmm. like that climbing the mountain, like what looks really difficult for everyone around them, the goat's like doing with no problem. And that's yeah. Capricorn. Like they're able to do and like power through and accomplish and like reach these heights that look like so intimidating for people. But for mm-hmm. Cap, it's kind of just like this is yeah, like this is what it is, like one yeah. step at a time, you know. And also I feel like part of it for sure with Capricorn is they like the challenge. It's mm-hmm. not even just that they that it is easy for them or it looks easy for them. It's a challenge, but they're like, I'm, I'm gonna it. yeah, I'm gonna do it. Like you all aren't gonna do it. I'm I'm going to work hard every day. I'm going to wake up extra early. I'm going to do what I have to do to get this done because I want to do that. Um, And that's very much their mentality. And sometimes it can be to their detriment because the moon in Capricorn, it actually is in its like fall. Um, because but I guess we'll get to the moon Capricorn in like five. Yo, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just this idea because it's not it opposes the cancer in the sense that it doesn't really want to take care of itself. It's always mm-hmm. kind of because it's so goal oriented and that like long term goal, it's always looking so far ahead. It kind of loses its bodily self. I almost feel like even though it's an earth sign I'm doing another class. Yeah. Yes, because it's that third of the earth. So yeah. again, like Pisces with a third, like I last episode, we kind of spoke on the progression mm-hmm. of each um, triplicity. So like they're are three earth signs and like the first one Taurus is a lot more about like the like their actual physical body mm-hmm. very self like vision wise it's not mm-hmm. centered but like um that's their perspective and then like the second one is Virgo so it's like the interaction between the person and their environment so that's why Virgo is so much about service what they can give to others of themselves and then Capricorn like you were just saying like they kind of transcend their body and like their capabilities and their visions and their goals because it's so beyond them. Yeah. And that just leads to them 
where Cancer really nurtures himself, Capricorn doesn't because they're reaching all these high hopes and stuff and, and goals and visions and etc. Yeah. Um, and they do it in very, like another attribute of Capricorn, it's very practically. Like it's one right. foot in front of the other. What's the next step? My um, mentor, Monica Crotto, is fucking amazing um she's a capricorn rising and like her like how she's able to always accomplish things and how like her message you just listened to her podcast the other day on funded by source and it literally she talks about like one step what's the next thing i can do right now like mm. so it's like simplifies it so much but i'm like that's her capricorn rising like that it, yeah it's that practicality that also propels you forward but also um breaks it like classic earth sign cardinal where it's just like what's the neck like what's the simplest most grounding thing instead of like your nervous system getting all riled up i'm like oh my god how am i gonna do that big thing i want in my whole entire life mm -hmm. and it's like okay let's ground ourselves you know let's what? just figure this out slowly yeah. and surely and build it like classic earth you know yeah so I also just want to add another attribute is, well, I'm just going to jump a little bit. I don't know if everyone wants to go back. Mm -hmm. But so a lot of things we were just talking about really just paints Capricorn to be super just like working all the time. And mm -hmm. as if they don't interact with people. But how Capricorn energy really interacts with their relationships is while they might not be the touchy-feely, lovey-dovey, tell you you're my baby booby pie all the time, like Cancer might, mm -hmm. Capricorn are so loyal because what we just said about like them, like their work ethic, doing everything at 100%, that's them with everything in their lives. Mm -hmm. If they're going to do something, they're going to do it 100%. 150. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like when you have Capricorn close to you in your life they definitely are ride or die they're definitely like i'm gonna what, what do we have to do to make this work like let's figure this out we're gonna what do you need like i'm gonna do this for you and again why they while they might not show it and maybe like a traditional very like gooey sense that i just keep coming back to the word loyalty it's not that i don't want to say the word love because obviously they love you but it really just it's comes a commitment from, yeah it's the commitment they're good at that and they're by saturn it's yeah, that commitment exactly and they won't fail you if they committed yeah way. So I also just wanted to mention that because I do feel bad for Capricorns that I feel like when they are brought up, it's really just their work ethic that's brought up. But that does translate to how they are with the people in their life as well. Yeah, we're here to break down all those stereotypes. Yeah. Like, yes, it's part of it. But like understanding the why adds like the complexity, the humanity behind a lot of these signs, especially when we're talking about sun astrology. And another thing I wanted to talk about, and I think would be a good transition to moon and Capricorn, Absolutely. is their how I the minimalist they can be. Mm -hmm. You know, they I always picture it like they don't need they're like i don't need that you know like i can keep on powering through it's the concept of powering through like mm, i need it I, you know <laughs> i'm sure we've all been in position or some more than others where we're just like let me just keep on pushing through let me get it done i don't need to take a break i don't need to have lunch i don't need to take a nap i don't need a vacation like that's the capricorn yeah. energy i think in all of us that we where we um deny ourselves nourishment which is the cancer part which is right across right so we're saying we don't need to take care of ourselves we don't need to 
nurture ourselves. We don't need to slow it down. So it can have that type of restrictive and minimalist approach towards life sometimes. And so that also makes it a little myopic where like it's just gets so focused on moving towards their goal where they don't, it can be difficult for them to see the and in both, meaning like they can nurture themselves as well as doing that. Mm -hmm. You don't have to deny yourself that because, but they just, again, it's just because they're just, that's also their superpower that they can power through and keep their eye on that goal. Right. Comes at a slight cost. Yeah. And that's a great transition to moon and Capricorn because like I was saying, the moon in Capricorn is in its fall because, so I always like to think um, if you know what planets are in there, like when they're exalted or um, whatever. So like, if you know all that, I always view it as when a planet or whatever is exalted in a sign, it's because they that sign gives them access to everything that planet needs to do whatever the purpose of that planet is. Like if you, you go to the breakdown of all of them. So with the moon, it really needs access to all that nourishment and security and safety, love, um, compassion, rest, things like that. It likes to be coddled. It likes to be coddled. <laughs> the moon is a little baby. Yeah. And with Capricorn, Capricorn doesn't have all like it's kind of like the shelves are empty and the moon's looking at it like, where's all my stuff? And Capricorn's of... like, I don't have any stuff. Oh, I just picture it like when we were little, not so much when you, but like when the example of like you open the fridge and like little kids, they want like they wanted their Capri Sun yeah. or their high C or their iced tea or like all those like processed snacks, which are not good for you. Um, <laughs> and the mom's like, no, drink water. Yeah. You know, like you have milk in there. That's fine. Yeah. And it's like, but I want this. And that's kind of how the moon feels in Capricorn. Yeah. It wants that extra, I guess, like not indulgence because it's not about indulgence but like it just wants comfort that extra comfort right it wants that next love it again it comes in with the minimalism of capricorn we're like this is fine and the moon is like i want more than fine i want to feel that's why like the moon is exalted in taurus because Mm -hmm. taurus indulges in pleasure and the moon's like yes hook me up and then in capricorn it's like drink the milk (laughs) you're gonna drink the milk and you're gonna like it yeah But yeah, I feel like that's honestly a pretty, I feel like we usually have so much more to say, but personally, I think that really sums up the moon in Capricorn pretty well. It's the moon looking at Capricorn in the eye and saying, you, you don't know anything about me, do you? You didn't bring anything to make me feel good. And Capricorn's like, yeah, drink the milk. Yeah. But it's saying like, what do you mean? Like, this is what we need. Like, we're good. And that comes into the concept that Capricorn moon can sometimes be very Mm -hmm. self-denying and self-restrictive. And because it's so practical, again, it's just like, oh, I don't need to worry about my feelings because this is okay. But you have to well, – I've I, I read this somewhere and it's basically like a Capricorn moon to be like more highly functioning is always about – doing the work and emotionally Mm -hmm. processing allowing yourself to emotionally process gives you so much more like bandwidth in your for your moon um because allowing yourself to do that that's all the moon really wants to do really you know like um so if you allow yourself that is you're really um elevating your Capricorn moon and that also this in this Capricorn full moon I want you to remember that because it's like there are going to be certain things and the aspects that we'll get into that pulls you away from acknowledging your feelings and what you want and what you value and all that stuff for the sake of again minimalism but as long as you're doing that work of 
allowing yourself to process. I was actually, I, we were at the vineyard. We went to this amazing vineyard in outside of like Philadelphia and the daughter of the owner, I forgot her name, sweetheart. She's like, yeah, I have a Capricorn moon. And she also mentioned like, I always have to be doing the work and mm-hmm. that, that keeps her moon happy because mm-hmm. it's, she's not denying it. Right. And that's the thing. It's about not denying yourself of things. Like it's not necessarily that everyone feels everyone's moon is nurtured in the same way. So Mm -hmm. it's not like because you don't nurture yourself the way maybe like Cancer Moon or Taurus Moon does, like that's fine. And there's no we're not here to shame people who who like to work hard and that's their that's what makes them feel good is those accomplishments. It's just taking that second to be like, Am I nurturing myself? Mm-hmm. And just asking yourself that question. If the answer is truthfully, honestly, yes, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Keep doing what you're doing. If the answer is truthfully, honestly, I don't really feel like it. Mm-hmm. I'm tired. I'm not feeling well. I'm not feeling motivated. I don't feel this whatever inside of me that's coming from more than just this incessant need to work, work, work. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, evaluate that. But also just slightly shifting perspectives on the moon, how Capricorn moons moons also problem solve very briefly Mm -hmm. is really what Deborah was saying before when we were just describing Capricorn energy is practical, practical, practical. Um, It's really just taking the most realistic approach to problem solving and, you know, is this going to get solved? Is what are the steps I have to do to take to do that and things like that. So it's not a, a Capricorn moons have less of an emotional response to things and just more of like a, how do I fix? Yeah. And if it's something that's like, not a problem that needs to be fixed but kind of just like an existing thing there i i could totally just see them being like that's that sounds like a you problem (laughs) like they're definitely not the ones to absorb people's projections you know i feel like they're just like okay dude maybe i don't know if you're a capricorn moon let me know because i'm thinking of the capricorn moon people i know they actually could be very sensitive to others but i guess because like they want it all to be good all the time. Yeah. I don't know. So let us know, please. Yeah. Join the conversation. Um, and I also wanted to add that in, you know, just to add to our how we we're saying, how do we bring in the cancer into this Capricorn moon because mm-hmm. of that opposition? So it's asking to merge the two with this full moon. Cancer rules the moon, right? So it has all that ability to nourish the moon. Um, so during this full a capricorn full moon bring in that nourishment bring in that self-care bring in that self-love um take care of yourself um hang with like your close like friends and family you know like it's just a reminder that like when things get difficult because it's capricorn it can normally in capricorn transits it can bring more difficult things just like in 2020 there was this big capricorn cluster so when there is this capricorn transits happening it's asking you to pull in cancer energy right so that's going to be the nourishment that's taking care of yourself loving yourselves and the people around you so now let's talk about the specific Capricorn full moon that we're having on the 24th and exactly what's going to be happening in the sky. Um, and the first aspect we're going to be talking about is the moon Capricorn sextiling um, Jupiter in Pisces. They were so funny because when we were like coming up with the aspects we were going to talk about, which is very brief today, so there's two that we're going to really focus on. She's like, oh, sextile Jupiter, that's so nice. And then she was like, mm, I don't know if we want to expand Capricorn. <laughs> mm, yeah. 
Um, yeah, so Jupiter expands um, and Jupiter is in Pisces. So Jupiter in Pisces is about expanding your spirituality, your creativity, your like, um, Jupiter's all about like abundance and like your stories and expanding your good fortune. And so it's a really warm type of light that gets shine it's working in harmony with this capricorn moon so i think it definitely will um help us through this capricorn full moon because it warms it up a little bit but it also does expand so it depends on where you're coming from how this capricorn full moon is going to be hitting you because again it can be another thing we did mention with capricorn moon is a lot of times it it does things by itself you know it's um it can isolate so Again, this is why you want to bring in the cancer energy, which is your intimate um, group of people. Um, so the moon with this Jupiter, they're in partnership. They're holding hands together. So that's a reminder during this full moon. If something hits you a certain way, knowing that you're not alone, um, knowing where you can find um, the nourishment from who is going to be there. There's going to be access to that with this um, moon, sextile, Jupiter. And the other aspect we're going to be talking about is Venus opposite Pluto. So Venus is in Cancer. Venus is in Cancer. Oh, actually, wow. Yeah, Venus is in Cancer. <laughs> You're so cute. <laughs> yeah, this is really just emphasizing the um, Capricorn Cancer access. Just like the sun and the moon are in Cancer in Capricorn, Venus and Pluto are also in Cancer and in Capricorn. So these energies are going to be like flashing lights. You mm -hmm. know, they're not dim. They're not going to be subtle. It's going to be the message that's going to be coming out from this full moon is like how to care for yourself um, in light of struggles um, or commitments or the commitments that people put on you, which is going to be a lot of like Pluto Capricorn energy mm -hmm. um, because you have Venus on one side who is loving it in Cancer. You know, she's like, oh, I love being lovey-dovey. Mm -hmm. You know, I love showing people that I love them. <laughs> and like Venus can be a little snappy and like Cancer could also be a little like that too. So she's like, oh, I get to be real good. I get to be a little bad. I got my edge. Yeah, I got my edge. Um, so she's loving it, but she's going to be in this opposition with Pluto Pluto in Capricorn, which is saying like, no, like we have so much to do. What are you thinking? Enjoying yourself. Like it's kind of gives like a, I feel like Pluto in Capricorn has been giving a lot of like bullying energy. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like we have this to do, get serious. And mm. because Pluto intensifies things, it just kind of really blows that side of Capricorn up. And so what I can see with this opposition happening on the full moon is that there could be power struggles specifically within your relationships because um, Venus rules your relationships and maybe relationships with women because the moon is um, also going to be a part of that access and needing to, obviously know when to care for yourself where to draw the line and also i don't know come back to me i had an mm. idea and i forgot <laughs> no yeah i think also we're gonna get into the tower read in just a few minutes but i really think that the cards a card that deborah pulled <laughs> oh yeah really explains this venus opposite pluto and it really is like know when to be hard and soft but that's not always so simple of an idea mm -hmm. because you know those those ideas of like being gentle or being 
more cold or hard is not like i don't know as simple as that it's not just like a choice you make like it's obvious it's a reaction to something um so it's like taking a second to slow down your reaction to know like okay what's appropriate essentially um what's good for me which i feel like this theme always keeps coming up no matter the aspect no matter the mood (laughs) says every time but like slow down and it's true because all of this is like if you just take a second to think about it which is why we like do this podcast is when you take a step back and see these energies you're like okay the bigger picture the bigger picture i can work with this i can handle this versus when all of it's just coming at you in real time it's personally i think because i personally held issue with not reacting right away but when it's all coming at you at one time it's like well I need to react like I'm in real time. I don't have time to just think about all this stuff and I want to, you know, respond or whatever. Um, So, yeah, just keep Mm -hmm. it in the back of your mind. And just to wrap that up. um, Also, I kind of remember what I was going to say was that this is also going to be an opportunity, as you're saying, like when you slow down, the need to do that to process is making sure you're aligned with your values. Like sometimes Pluto, especially Pluto and Capricorn could be like, no, this is like, it almost doesn't let you see. It makes you like forget like your values. Like, cause it's just like, let's burn it all down. Gotta get rid of it this way. Like it could be very almost violent and aggressive. And with the Venus and Cancer, it's asking, it's reminding you because Venus is aligned with your values. Like how can you do this in a way that's aligned with your values and what you love and respect of um, the people around you and most importantly yourself so it's an opportunity for you to really merge the two of like pluto like getting it done burning it down to the ground getting rid of it and moving on venus is like i need to do this in a way that's aligned with me you mm-hmm. know like okay but like how can i how do i do this in alignment right all right and then also just like as a reminder the saturn square uranus is still in the background of this like breaking down those old structures creating changes um new innovative ways so that is still in the background so you can probably expect to see something like that continue to happen with this full moon so now we're just going to give you the house that this will fall in for your sign and then in the description we'll have each house description. <laughs> so if you're in Aries or Aries rising, then it's going to be in your 10th house. Taurus or Taurus rising, your 9th house. Gemini, Gemini rising, your 8th house. Cancer, Cancer rising, your 7th house. Leo or Leo rising, your 6th house. Virgo or Virgo rising, your 5th house. Libra or Libra rising, your 4th house. Scorpio or Scorpio rising, your 3rd house. Sagittarius or Sagittarius rising, your second house. Capricorn or Capricorn rising, your first house. Aquarius or Aquarius rising, your 12th house. And then Pisces or Pisces rising, your 11th house. And if you have any more questions specifically about um, your chart or anything to do with that, you can reach out to us and we would love to help you out. So now we're going to get into tarot. Uh, my personal one of my favorite bits of the podcast and i'm gonna go first because i'm an aries and i said so. um, my family and i have a running joke i probably said it on the podcast but i want to repeat myself that i say i'm an aries all the time every day to everything and so if you're from my family specifically you nicole i'm an aries i'm an aries i'm an aries <laughs> so 
When I was shuffling, a card actually flew out. And it was the Five of Pentacles, which is just such a Capricorn card. So right before this comes the Four of Pentacles. Um, and the reason I bring it up is because I really see these cards in succession and their relation. And in the Four of Pentacles is an image of this person like holding on to all the pentacles, like hoarding them and not wanting to share. Um, but then the Five of Pentacles is scarcity. It's that all kind of being taken away. And it's also right in the middle of the journey of the pentacles, which I think is interesting because, you know, all this hard work to uh, at the end, get all your pentacles, material, money and stuff like that. But with the five of pentacles, you're at this point of, point of scarcity, um, limited resources and all of that, which like we were saying, uh, Capricorn is restrictive and minimalist. So it kind of exists in this like scarcity mindset. Yeah. I just want to keep saying the word scarcity, but that's really just what this whole card represents, and it's very reflective of Capricorn, so I'm just going to leave it at that, because that's pretty much, that's it. <laughs> um, and that's the card that that jumped out, so it's just very much, I feel like, summarizing all that energy. Um, and then I pulled three cards, and the first one I pulled was the Five of Wands, and in the Baccaro Wintner, what the fuck is tarot book, I really... I always just reference her for the five of wands because she has like a title for it and it's why are we even fighting and I feel like that's a great description because it's like you kind of just get lost in the battle. It's like when you're fighting for someone for so long and you're towards some point of it, it's hours later and you're like, what are we fighting about? Why are we this worked up? But you're still kind, but you, that worked upness is still there, which is the thing of it is, is that you still feel that emotion. It's just, where is the source? And so you kind of have to reflect of like, is there a source? Am I just angry and bottled up over either nothing or like projecting on things that I just haven't worked on? So that's definitely um, that five of wands energy. And we see that, you know, as above, so below in the sky with Venus opposite Pluto. Like Deborah was saying, those power struggles in your relationships, that's kind of what it's going to be like because, okay, what is the source of this struggle? What is, what are we fighting over? I don't know. We said like power struggle, but like in that specific relationship, um, I would definitely take a moment and be like, uh, okay, I'm mad, but why? <laughs> and then see if you should still be mad, I guess. And then the next card I pulled was the Three of Swords, which, you know, could be a toughie. It's a card of grief um, and like a mourning period. So something was lost and now you have to deal with that. And I feel like it's a very um, dramatized visual of full moon energy. I feel like when we said releasing, like you're losing something and um, that's different for everyone. So it could be something that is, you know, is hard to let go. And so you feel that three of swords energy. Um, and the image of the three of swords traditionally is the three swords going into the heart. And that's um, a similar image I have here with my modern witch tarot deck. Mm -hmm. Love it. Have to shout it out every time. And that's just what it is. It's like you're being pierced with this pain, essentially. Um, but with all that being said, it's, it's grief you will move past, you know, and it's learning to heal and deal with this um, and kind of like grow your heart around those swords, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So like the glass in your toe. Oh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. 
So, yeah, and I just do see that as, you know, the traditionally difficult energy that is full moon. And also with it being in Capricorn, it's it's just that much harder because I feel you're just you might be resisting feeling that emotion and that just makes it that much harder. Mm-hmm. And then the last card I pulled, very beautiful, one of my favorites, the sun. And I mean, the sun is what it sounds like. It's you're stepping into this peaceful and like rebirth moment um it's a joyous card there's it's so bright and there's so much yellow in it you know the baby that's in the card is smiling um and the baby really is representative of this like new chapter rebirth yeah the type of joy like when you're a kid like only the kids can have that like happiness and like not holding themselves back you know like yeah. oh my god i'm so happy i have this cookie yeah <laughs> it's that like yeah it's that just genuine joy and that's why I think it's a very hopeful and beautiful card for this full moon that you know there is joy in all of this and yeah I usually have more to say about the sun card but the word joy is just really popping up in my brain with like neon lights Mm -hmm. so I just think that that's the message for this is that despite the three of swords and despite the five of wands which are difficult Um, And not so joyous that working through that is not only uh, valuable, but if you want to, you know, like we're saying, integrate, it's the necessity that the cancer needs, you know, give it that love and that sun and that light. Um, And don't get stuck in like that darkness of some of the Capricornness. You know, what a beautiful pull that like after the three of swords comes the sun. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I was just looking at our cards like our even like our decks are so um, us like you have the modern witch tarot like young and bright colors and mine is the um, the pagan other worlds which is like so much more class it's like so much more Taurus like classic yeah. looking and like yeah so going into this full moon I pulled the six of pentacles and wow like it really highlights how Um, Mia was talking about reading these cards in succession because she pulled the five of pentacles, you know, like having going from a place of scarcity to a place of um, abundance and big an overflow of what you can offer others. The six of pentacles is really a card for me that you there is, um, again, like you are in a place where you're able to offer like a helping hand to other people. And the most, I think, critical part of the Six of Pentacles is this um, being able to offer them what they need um, in that point. So being able to meet people where they are. Um, and even if it's just like a hello, a hug, a smile, sharing a meal, Like sometimes that's all people really need. It's not saying like you're giving them a million dollars to fix a problem. Like I think some people read the six of pentacles as like you're going to be getting this like cash flow or whatever. I I really do see it as like what of yourself can you offer to people that they need in that moment? Um, And a lot of times, again, that's so simple. Like going back to the earthness, like in Capricorn, what's the most practical next step type of thing? And the six of pentacles is like, you have that to offer to people. You have so much of yourself it, because of the contrast of the five of pentacles where it's like, I don't have anything. I'm so, I have nothing on me. How am I going to be able, like, how am I able to even take care of myself or get to where I want? Cause I have nothing. The six of pentacles is like, 
you have so much to offer. And again, it's in the little things. And so then going into this full moon, I pulled the strength card. And this highlights for me so beautifully the contrast between the Cancer and Capricorn axis. You know, Capricorn can be tough. It's, oh my goodness, it's the most resilient sign. And then Cancer is like also tough, but like more soft. It leads more with its softness. Um, that's where the strength comes in, the strength card, which is traditionally the Leo card, um, which leads from their heart. Um, and so I feel like that is the integration of the Cancer and the Capricorn, where it's like you have that toughness and you have that ability. Like no one's saying you're not going to be able to conquer the world, mm -hmm. <laughs> but doing it in a way that softens it up and being able to be a little bit more vulnerable, to open up your heart, to do it with more of a gentleness. Like it doesn't have to be so harsh and so aggressive and painful, you know, like you'll get there, you, but you could also, you know, like the card shows, like tame the lion with a soft hand. Right. And then the card we have coming out of this Capricorn full moon is the star, like one of the most amazing cards in the deck is a major arcana card and this really just shows us such deep healing mm -hmm. the star comes after the tower after you swam through those like tumultuous waters you've landed on you've reached land you're safe and you also have this like oh, like i did that and like look similar to like the your card, Mia, like the sun coming after the three of swords. This card kind of embodies that journey. It's a major card. So it's a bigger archetype of like what we've been through. And now the peace that we have after going through that joy at the end of all of that. And also it has like the water bearer of also being able to take care of yourself, to offer yourself that hydration and the flow of like your own care. So to round that up, we have the um, six of pentacles going into this full moon. So remind yourself and you are fully abundant and you always have something to offer someone's even in the little things. And then during the full moon, we had the strength card. So it being maybe difficult or like having these like big moments of like contraction, but like being kind and soft to yourself during that process. And then lastly, when we come out of this full moon, we have healing. We have the star. Mm -hmm. I love the star. Right? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? But thank you so much for joining us for this uh, Who Sign Is It Anyway podcast. Uh, thank you to everyone that celebrated with our last episode, which was our anniversary. And so we just want to, again, say thank you for everyone as we continue into season two. And please send us messages of what you want to see more of or less of, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> But happy full moon and thanks. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Hey! You're part of it.